We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Guilty as Charged podcast. I'm your host, Alex, for this video. Uh, no full shows this week since Stephen and Tyler are still on vacation until the 26th, which is when we will be recording next time uh, for the live shows. But I did want to do a video today uh, on an interesting ESPN Plus Insider article that came out from Los Angeles football reporter Lindsay Theory. Uh, has done great work with the Rams uh, and also the Chargers. She has been at minicamp. And I believe OTAs as well has been in some of these press conferences asking questions. So it's been around the Chargers doing great work for them, uh, uh, covering them, I should say, in the off season. So I did want to give her a shout out. Uh, and so this is her 53-man roster prediction early on. Uh, and I think it was worth talking about. So I did pull it up here on ESPN+. Plus. If you want to go read the full article, you can read it over there. But I sort of wanted to talk about what I agree with what I disagree with, uh, what sort of the, some of the tipping points are for, you know, uh, making this roster. And me and Tyler and Steven did a video about a month ago, uh, I think, after the draft, talking about, you know, what the 53-man roster currently looks like right now, uh, if we had to make it today. Uh, so I think all, all of these are going to be interesting conversations to, you know, center the team around as we head into training camp. Uh, and as well as the preseason uh, and all these guys are going to be fighting for roster spots as well uh, if they're not in sort of those top tier guys to make the team. Uh, but let's get this show on the road. Uh, and of course, the first position that we talk about in all of these projections is quarterback. Uh, and Lindsay here has the Chargers keeping Justin Herbert, Chase Daniel and Easton Stick. Um, I think this is what the Chargers will likely end up doing. Uh, to be honest anyway. So not much discussion warranted here. I think there's always been the idea of cutting Easton stick to maybe make one position a little bit deeper. And to be honest, because of the fact that the Chargers aren't getting much utility out of stick anyway, I think that is the preferred route to go. But the Chargers have valued Easton stick in the quarterback room. They have Chase Daniel as the backup, and I don't think that's changing this year. Uh, I think this is the final year of Easton Six contract as he was drafted in 2019. So this will probably be the last year that Stick is on the roster. But I think the Chargers have shown that they're very comfortable with this Herbert Daniel Stick uh, quarterback room. So 
I do agree with theory on taking these three quarterbacks to make the roster. Uh, probably the first uh, disagreement I, I think many Chargers fans and analysts will have here. Uh, Lindsay does have Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree, and Isaiah Spiller making the roster. I think for the most part, obviously we could talk about Letty Brown and Kevin Marks as undrafted free agents that maybe will impress the team uh, like Austin Eckler did back in the day. Uh, but this is probably how the four running backs will shake out. The interesting thing here is that Lindsay does have Gabe Neighbors making the roster over one Xander Horvath, uh, who the Chargers did take in the seventh round. Obviously has dynamic uh, sort of dual threat potential as a runner, as a pass catcher for the position. I would be a little bit surprised if Gabe Neighbors made the roster over somebody like Xander Horvath. Um, it wouldn't be completely shocking. Again, the Chargers only spent a seventh round pick on Horvath. Um, and maybe they end up cutting someone like Dean Leonard, who they actually picked around earlier just because they already have so many defensive backs. But personally, I think the decision to keep neighbors over Horvath would be very surprising unless neighbors just shows out in the preseason and training camp and Horvath doesn't. But based on what we currently know and the fact that neighbors was a relative non-factor last year, uh, in healthy scratches, not really being utilized too much in the offense as it was. I think that Horvath would have to be the favorite for the fullback position. So I would disagree there, but I do agree that those are the four running backs the Chargers will end up keeping, uh, and they will keep one of those fullbacks, whether it is Horvath or Neighbors. Wide receiver. Uh, I actually completely agree with the five wide receivers that Lindsay has decided to keep in her projection here. I think this is pretty simple for the most part. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, no chance they're getting cut. <laughs> Both of them are making $20 million a year. Uh, Joshua Palmer and Jalen Guyton are going to play pivotal roles in this offense. Uh, I think they both see a step up in production uh, as the wide receivers 3A and 3B, however you kind of want to order them. But the, those are going to be your guys, and DeAndre Carter is obviously here as a wide receiver and a punt returner, kick returner, specialist for special teams. Uh, we've talked a little bit about is there potential chance for a wide receiver six to make the roster, but in terms of utility, I just don't see the Chargers getting the most value out of one. Uh, Jason Moore is a guy who's been on the roster for a while. Joe Reed, Javon Bradford is the undrafted free agent they signed uh, out of Oregon State to, to potentially make the roster as like that wide receiver six guy, but I think all of those guys at this point are fighting for more of a practice squad spot. Uh, especially because on the roster anyway is currently constructed, they would likely be healthy scratches. Um, so I just don't see any of those guys being good enough to compete for wide receiver six spot or, or make it really necessary for the Chargers to keep one. So ultimately wide receiver completely agree on these being the five guys that they keep. Let's move on to tight end. We have Gerald Everett, Donald Parham, and Trey McKitty. Uh, Chargers obviously signing Gerald Everett to, to be in a little bit of that Jared Cook role uh, that uh, Jared Cook played last year. So I, I think he is your starting tight end. Donald Parham's your tight end two, and Trey McKitty is back as your tight end three. Um, a couple of the guys that we've mentioned in the tight end room are Stone Smart, who actually impressed reportedly a little bit in uh, minicamp last week. We have uh, Eric Cromenhook, and we do have uh, what's his name? Hunter Camp Moyer as well. <laughs> Sorry, got his name off the top of my head. So 
Uh, I think you can make the argument for maybe one of those guys in the vein that the Chargers kept someone like Steven Anderson last year as a tight end four, but I think they've made clear that their priorities on the roster are elsewhere uh, a little bit in terms of the guys that they'll end up keeping. So uh, for now, I, I think it's pretty evident that the, the Chargers probably only end up keeping three tight ends and then the best between Chroman Hoke, Smart, uh, and Camp Moyer end up making the practice squad or, or something along those lines uh, as well. Um, let's talk about offensive linemen. Uh, this is another position where I actually completely agree. I think that the offensive line, as much as the right tackle position, is not set in terms of quality, uh, and we can debate that until the cows come home, and we probably will be debating that until the cows come home uh, You know, when the season starts. This is the group of nine guys that will make the roster, just starting from your backups to your starters. Will Clapp is your backup center. Jamari Salier is probably your backup right tackle slash guard uh, at this point. Can do a little bit of both. Brandon Hymas is your backup guard. Trey Pipkins is a backup uh, tackle at this point, although him and Storm Norton are obviously going to fight it out for that final right tackle spot. And then from right to left, obviously, you have Zion Johnson, Corey Lindsley, Matt Filer, and Rashawn Slater. As your starting offensive lineman as well, um, no real chance that anyone who's currently on the Chargers roster in a, in a practice squad sense or like an undrafted free agent sense could make this roster. Uh, these are the nine guys that they will end up keeping. Defensive linemen. Uh, we have Jerry Tillery, Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Braden Fajoko, Otito Ogbonia, and Morgan Fox in this roster projection. I think this is pretty accurate based on what we know. Um just to this point, uh, I do think this line is kind of uh, interesting. Entering training camp, expect Hillary Johnson and Joseph Day to lead the way for a healthy competition to take place behind them. So Tillery, you've heard of here first. Defensive tackle one, uh, which is probably actually true based on the fact that he is the pass rusher um, of, of the group between him, Austin Johnson, and Austin Joseph Day. Um, but that is depressing to kind of hear. Um, based on his production last year. Of course, Braden Fajoko is, is sort of your defensive tackle six, if you will. Otito Ogbonia, obviously, they drafted uh, last year, so I think this will mostly kind of be a redshirt season from him, all, although I'm sure he will get some snaps and some action. And Morgan Fox, they kind of drafted to be the Tillery competition slash backup uh, behind him. So I generally agree that these are going to be these six guys uh, that the Chargers end up picking for the roster. You can make arguments for for other players as well. Joe Gaziano is someone who's uh, flashed a little bit in the preseason. Forrest Merrill is, is kind of a fan favorite. Um, but ultimately, I do think these are the six guys that they end up keeping, barring some injuries or, or something unforeseen. I think this outside linebacker um, ranking or the five guys that Lindsay picks here are pretty interesting. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Chris Rump, Kyle Van Noy, duh, as your four leading edge players. But then she picks MK uh, Egbele as the fifth edge player. Um, while probably true based on the roster, I don't see what real advantage MK Egbele gives you over someone like Jamal Davis or Ty Shelby out the gate yet. Uh, I also don't think that the Chargers really end up keeping five edge players. Although I think that would kind of be an interesting thing in the Staley scheme based on how they run things. I think they've, they felt comfortable keeping four last year uh, with someone like Kyle Van Noy entering the room as your edge three. I think they feel comfortable doing that probably again. 
Uh, and MK Agbele just didn't add a whole lot of value last year. I think he's fine as a guy who's been in the system, but he's really a practice squad player as opposed to a roster player that you're just going to kind of like burn a spot on. Uh, so barring injury uh, and him getting elevated to the roster on any given week, I think MK Agbele is probably off the roster. And I actually will do a quick swap here as we talk about uh, inside linebacker here in a second. Uh, Lindsay ends up keeping Kenneth Murray, Drew Tranquil, Troy Reader, Amen Agbong, Bumiga. I do think those are the four guys at linebacker they end up keeping. Um, but I will say the the interesting cut here is Nick Neiman. Uh, Nick Neiman is someone who played a pretty pivotal role on special teams last year. You have Ryan Ficken in the fold who maybe will determine whether or not Nick Neiman fits in this current system. He's going to be able to determine the special team's personnel. Uh, but Nick Neiman got, you know, Pro Bowl recognition uh, and recognition around the league for his special teams performance last year. I think it's worth having him on this roster. Uh, and if you make me decide between do I want to keep a fifth edge like an MK Eggbole uh, or like a Jamal Davis, or would I rather keep Nick Neiman to kind of bolster the special teams unit? I'm going to keep Nick Neiman uh, and keep one of those two on the practice squad instead. So I, I do find it a little puzzling that Nick Neiman wasn't uh, an automatic shoe-in to make the roster, especially because the Chargers did invest uh, draft capital in him. Uh, and so I don't think they would just give up on him after one year, uh, especially as a Staley pick and, and how pivotal he really was on special teams, uh, even if he's not going to be a, a defensive linebacker starter in the rotation. I do think it's still pretty important to keep him. Let's get to cornerback. Uh, I don't think there's a ton to disagree with here. J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis, and Bryce Callahan are obvious that that is in, in some order, your CB1 to CB4. Uh, and then in this uh, configuration, you have Tavon Campbell and Jasir Taylor being kept as effectively CB5 and CB6. Um, I think when it comes to those, the special teams contributions in particular will be interesting. Uh, and what guys obviously do in training camp in the preseason will matter a lot. Dean Leonard is a guy who has been, you mentioned in minicamp as someone who's been getting past breakups, someone who's been active. So it'll be interesting to see if any of that translates uh, to the field. But as it currently stands, these are the six guys that I would also pick uh, at cornerback to make the roster. There's not a whole lot else you could go with. I, I do think it is worth mentioning, though. Kimon Hall has been working alongside Jalen Guyton. Um, in that gunner role that Ryan Ficken is going to kind of implement after Ryan Smith left the team uh, last year after tearing his ACL. So they do need someone else to be their gunner. If Kimon Hall can show enough value at that position, I don't think it's impossible that he makes the roster as a quarterback, although his special team's contributions last year were a little, they left a little bit to be desired. But I do think it's worth mentioning him, potentially Dean Leonard as guys that could make it uh, on the back end when we're talking about CB6, right? If they're going to keep one of those guys. Um, but I, I would give the nod right now to Tavon Campbell and to Jasir Taylor uh, as well. So let's talk a little bit about safety. That uh, brings us to Derwin James, Nasir Adderley, Alohi Gilman, uh, and JT Woods in this projection for the Chargers. Uh, I don't really agree with Alohi Gilman getting the nod here over Mark Webb. Brandon Staley talked in minicamp about Mark Webb, said he would have a lot of competition, but that the Chargers do value his skill set a lot. If we're also just kind of doing the math on this a little bit, and I don't think it's real complicated math, 
uh, Aloe Gilman was an Anthony Lynn draft pick, Mark Webb, a Brandon Staley draft pick. I don't think that's like the only thing that ends up differentiating these guys. Um, but I do think the Chargers have seen more that they liked out of Mark Webb, or at least the current coaching staff has, than they've seen out of Alohi Gilman. The counterpoint to that is that Alohi Gilman does have some special teams value, right, and, and has played on special teams. But I think based on what they see as athletic upside and what they see in potential, I think that they would favor Mark Webb in this current configuration over Alohi Gilman. So I would actually differ on that one. Um, and then that brings us to... The what everyone loves talking about and what will be for the first Chargers offseason in a while, a pretty boring conversation, right? Um, the Chargers have always had someone who's like competing with Badgley uh, or maybe they have like a long snapper competition. Something happens to the putter. Uh, but this year is going to be pretty consistent. Uh, Dustin Hopkins is actually being challenged. <laughs> Dustin Hopkins, who just signed a three year contract, is being challenged by Illinois fighting Illini kicker James McCourt. Uh, it's pretty obvious that Dustin Hopkins is going to make the roster. So <laughs> I say that kind of jokingly. Uh, Josh Harris, who they paid a lot of money to uh, for a long snapper, uh, to be their starting long snapper, he's going to make the roster. And right now, as it currently stands on the depth chart, if you wanted to look at it on a website like Our Lads or something else, uh, J.K. Scott is the only punter that the Chargers really have. Uh, and so I think it's going to be interesting to see how that develops if the Chargers do feel the need to bring in another punter at some point down the road. But I think based on where we are in the offseason, they probably would have done that already. Uh, so I do think it's a little interesting that they haven't brought in any competition to this point. They have worked out the uh, Aussie punter, Ben Griffiths, who's come in a few times at training camp uh, for, for tryouts and, and stuff like that. But he has not been signed by the team in any way. So right now... He's kind of a non-factor on the roster, um, although they did give him that tryout at minicamp. So we'll see if anything comes with that. But as of now, this is pretty decisively your three specialists. So I tend to agree with these picks uh, as well. Uh, so honestly, this was a really pretty good 53-man roster projection for what I think will end up happening. Uh, I do kind of have Horvath over neighbors over here. Um, and I think the running backs are pretty flexible in terms of Kelly and Roundtree and their value on the roster. Although I do think they will end up keeping all four uh, other primary running backs. I do think uh, Letty Brown and maybe Kevin Marks are names to watch in the running back room to see if they have any flashes in the preseason like Austin Eckler did back in the day. I'm particularly high on Kevin Marks and, and his potential on this team if he is given uh, a legit chance in the preseason to maybe crack the roster. But as kind of um, big picture dreaming, I, I still think that the Chargers have a lot of running backs. And so I, I do think it's kind of hard for an undrafted free agent to get in this year. Uh, I do agree with the five wide receivers. I agree with the three tight ends. I think the best of Stone Smart, Croman Hook, uh, and Camp Moyer will probably be left to the practice squad. The nine offensive linemen are, as of now, completely correct, barring some kind of injuries happening. Uh, the defensive linemen, I actually agree with as well. Uh, I, I do think you can make arguments for someone like Gaziano, but I don't really think that there's a, a big fit here um, for anyone else to to make an impact. Bahoko uh, and Otito are pretty clearly the Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day backups slash competition right behind them. And Morgan Fox is pretty clearly that for Jerry Tillery. Uh, so I think that that is where we are with that. Uh, the, the trio of Tillery Johnson and Joseph Day will lead the line in uh, We'll leave the line in the defensive line room, obviously. 
Outside linebackers, where I would disagree, I do think they end up keeping four edge players. I would be surprised if they kept a fifth, and I would also be surprised if that player was MK Egbele. Um, we'll see if Tyler has any thoughts on that when he comes back to the podcast. But uh, I, I don't think they end up keeping five edge players, especially if it were to come at the expense of potentially keeping Nick Neiman here, which I think uh, is, is a pretty uh, interesting omission uh, from theory based on what his work was on special teams last year. But I do agree with the cornerbacks that uh, Theory ended up keeping here. Pretty cut and dry as of now, although somebody like a Dean Leonard or Kimon Hall could get involved for that like CB6 competition, uh, although I don't really think they're big factors right now. And then at safety, I would probably pick Mark, Will- Mark Webb over Loki Gilman right now. Um, but that is all of the disagreements I had. But overall, this was a really solid 53-man roster projection. Let me know what you guys think of this roster projection down in the comments down below. uh, And I will see you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.